0: What's going on? Greetings, have a good day, and welcome to episode 55. Of 56. 56, 55, 56. Birds All Day. Yeah. Talking about yours, <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays. We're not all about uh, specificity here. We are about uh, that baseball. My name is Drew Fair Service, and uh, joining me as always, Old Reliable. Old Reliable, Mr. Stoughton, uh, History, Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I am doing well. You're doing well. I am doing well. Doing very well. Uh, the Blue Jays are doing okay. General, oh, I was
1: I was getting a little bit panicked there, yeah, but uh I
0: think I think it's worth panicking in yeah. the first 5 or 6% of the season. It's yep. important to have your I was you don't want to have panic more than an arm's length away.
1: Yeah, at all times. It's,
0: at any time. Yeah. If they've won 11 games in a row and they they lose lose a couple, you want to be ready. Cuz all that everything you once saw was a lie. Yeah. Uh everything you see now <laughs> is the truth. Uh so there are lots of things to talk about. Of course, Blue Jays are, uh, as we record this, in the middle of a game against the New York Yankees, who are trash. Uh, the Jays... The series against the Yankees has been interesting. Uh, they won on Wednesday. They lost on Tuesday when they should have just pummeled Masahiro Tanaka into the ground. Yeah, I felt that. And he tanaka yeah. to them. Uh, you hate to draw the, the obvious comparison of, between Masahiro Tanaka and other pitchers who have come before. But he is definitely at that, like, just cheat <laughs> and junk and trash ball his way around where he doesn't throw anything straight. Everything. Oh, is, yeah. He's, I mean, he's still got a little bit of velocity, but it's not quite what it was, and he is. There's a, everyone feels as though he's just hurt. He's just waiting for it to, like, snap or whatever, but he's a little frustrating to watch.
1: Yeah, fuck him. Generally. He gets results, though. I'll give him
0: that. He's a little bit like a like a bit of a Better Tim Lincecum, I think, is a good way to describe it. (laughs) Current Tim Lincecum. Well, like 2012 Tim Lincecum. Yeah. yeah. When it was clearly, like, okay, the the honeymoon or whatever, like the romance romance is over. But (laughs) uh, you can still get it done from time to time when need be. But uh, there are ugly, ugly days ahead. Speaking of days ahead, uh, if you want to hear this podcast when we record it, and all the ones that are to come, you can, of course, subscribe to Birds All Day on iTunes, And uh, when you're there, you can give us a rate and review. And, of course, Birds All Day is a Patreon-supported podcast. For that, we are eternally thankful and grateful to everyone who has uh, pledged their support or helped us out in any way. Uh, If you want to join them, you can feel free to head over to patreon.com slash birdsallday. And uh, shoot us a couple bucks a month, and it's great. And, uh, again, we're very thankful. And uh, we have done some shout-outs. And we want to send a shout-out to everyone who who has been doing it all along. People that came out to... uh, to the home opener event last last week with uh, Dave Cameron from Fangraphs, and uh, Stone showed his face oh, was briefly. very very briefly. Yeah. You did not know that you had tickets to the home opener, but you did. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but you were you were there, and and it was nice, and it was great to meet so many people who who listen to the show or who read uh, your work at BlueJaysNation.com. dot com. And uh, so thank you, thank you to everyone, and any other housekeeping. No, that's good. Nothing else really coming up. No, I think that's about it. No, um, so I think what we're going to do... Season's going. Let's season's going. Season's oh. going. The Blue Jays are playing games. They look... Uh, they look fine. They look fine. So what we're going to do, we'll talk about some things. Things that are fine. Things that are not so fine. And uh, on our Facebook page, which we're trying to, uh, you know, get her going a little bit. Uh, at uh, com slash birds all day. We had uh, some questions. We put a question out there today and we were... There was some banter. Going back and forth with some of the uh, the people. So you can like... Birds all day on Facebook. Yeah, and uh, join in, we'll have some fun. Banter. See what we can do. Very Ban- important. Banter is important. Banter is important, and a uh, robust <laughs> back end uh, for ad targeting, which is basically all that Facebook is. Uh, that's important too. So we'll talk about not about Facebook and ads, but we'll talk about your Toronto Blue Jays, and we'll talk uh, take some of your questions, uh, and we'll do we'll do all that, and we'll do so much more on this edition of Birds All Day. with our very positive outlook uh, to level, you know, maybe, I'll, I think you could say that we're, you know, head in the clouds, sort of uh, cocky-eyed optimists, just always looking for that silver lining. We'll talk about the good things, start off the uh, Blue Jays baseball. All right. Aside from the fact that there is Blue Jays baseball, there's baseball at all to watch, which is, in and of itself, a good thing.
1: Very good thing, sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jose Bautista is terrific at baseball.
1: He's very good at it, yeah. The fielding aspect of it less.
0: <laughs> has he done anything like egregious would you say
1: yeah he lost he had the one, one ball that like hit and...
0: it yeah like went pat over his head or yeah. like, through him or something but it's not he's not good out there
1: he's not he's not yeah. like killing them but yeah it's a bit of an adventure sometimes you obviously take that to, to get his bad
0: but do you think he's worse I like that this is good Good things we're talking about. No, okay. And already well, we're into it. So, he's very good. He is leading yeah. the league in walks, I believe. I think he probably is about, at about a two-to-one strikeout-to-walk ratio um, in terms of, I think he drew his 11th walk of the season already today, uh, which is a pretty good pace to be on. Uh, it is, yeah. But, and he's, uh, for, has he got a couple of home runs? He had a, he hit the ball. He's hit the ball hard. He's, got some dogs, he looks like Jose yeah. Bautista. Yeah. He looks great, which is a good way to look. I don't know that he's any worse in the outfield. Like, I don't think... His, oh, uh, yeah. No, he was always kind of bad, yeah. He was always a bit of an adventure. <laughs> yeah. He had some more of his patented Jose Bautista adventurous base running last night.
1: There was love some it. of that, yeah. Love
0: it. I love it. <laughs> I love him on the bases. He's really aggressive. And it's cool. I'm, I'm all for it. All, all for the aggression on the bases. Uh, you know, the stupid Royals... If there's one thing that we can learn from them, it's uh, scout aggressively with your scout the opposition aggressively, learn their tendencies and force them to do things. Force Lucas Duda to make a throw. Understand that Jose Bautista is gonna come out and throw into second base, uh, when there's a guy going first to third, and you can keep keep running the bases like Seems like a good idea. Just run yeah. like a maniac. Unless you have <laughs> gone you unless you have proven without a shadow of a doubt that you can't do it, fuck him, do it. I'm all for it. Sure. But to uh, is Bautista, Bautista. He looks like the guy that everyone knows that he him to be. Six, uh, six years, $150 million. Looks like a guy sitting on a big old paycheck. <laughs> a guy excited, excited to cash that paycheck. Uh, Josh Donaldson. He's very good at baseball. He's game.
1: also excellent at baseball. Yes.
0: Very, very good. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, it is a treat. He's very, very good. He hit another home run tonight. Uh, he has a hit in every game this season. <laughs> he missed he, the it was uh, it was very interesting when he missed those two games. Well, he he DH'd. Yeah. Uh very telling. Because Darwin Barney is uh, not good. Yeah, he's not very good, no. I mean, he's he's a replacement level, you know, utility infielder. That's true. That's not exactly the MVP of the league <laughs> <laughs> with forty home run power and uh very nice defense as well. Yeah. But yeah, like what what could you say? I mean, the Concern might be that Donaldson is striking out too much for his own, yeah. by his own standard, but fuck it. Is the strikeout rate went up last year because he was trying to hit more home runs because he knew what he could here because he's not playing in the goddamn <laughs> outer space yeah. Oakland Coliseum, which I'm surprised is still standing after a home run that Mike Trout hit this week <laughs> that I really thought was going to knock Mount Davis over. It'd be nice if it did. Uh, uh, but yeah, Donaldson's good. The good things are kind of boring to talk about, well, especially when it's the two. Uh, presumably, best players on the team.
1: Yeah, it's good. To, it's good to talk about it, though. You know, you don't want to dwell on just all the negative garbage don't. because they. I mean, I was tra- I was talking to people about this on Twitter. You know, George Tulowitzki hit a home run today, and so I'm like, all right, well now everybody has to talk about how bad Russell Martin's hitting. Then. No, we but still so got. We, we move on to. We, there's always going to be something to complain about. They're
0: all on the list. Don't worry. Even though this is a very good team, and there's not a whole lot that we really need to complain about. It's a very good team that didn't score any runs after the sixth inning or something for the <laughs> yeah. first half of the season, which is a week and a half old. The uh, first,
1: oh, the first half of the first week and a half of the season. Basically.
0: Yeah. Basically. Okay. They had a big, put some runs up. Yeah. And that was good. Uh, but know, there's, yeah, there's some good relievers out there these days. They are. It's almost like the entire league is kind of built that way. Again, learning <laughs> from the stupid Royals, stupid, jerk, garbage-faced Royals. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think we talk enough about guys like Josh Donaldson. We don't talk about Donaldson's play enough. You, you get the other stuff, like, oh, he's so dreamy, or he's got wacky hair, and he's he's good, full stop, move on to something else. Uh, he really is a pleasure to watch. He is such a good hitter. Um, he works, seems like he works really hard, you know, like, in terms of learning. Uh, the Blue Jays jumped all over tonight, for example. They scored those those runs on uh, Nadia Ivaldi, who is really good. The first two times through the lineup, and then he <laughs> yeah. he started doing some sort of peculiar stuff and maybe lost some of the sharpness in his breaking stuff, and uh, that's all it took. That's all it, When your team is very, very good, that's all it takes. You know what I mean?
1: I, I think that's
0: absolutely correct. I think the other thing that, that is something, I don't know, but it's a surprise, and maybe not the most, um, it's, a, it's a surprise in, in that it's not Jose Bautista and Josh Donaldson being very good, those are things we expect. The starting pitching has been probably a little bit better than most of us expected. I Yeah. I think
1: it, I think it's been better than I expected, and I was optimistic about it.
0: We've got two full times to the rotation now, uh, with Estrada making just the one start. And uh, they've nobody's really got their brains beat in, right? Dickey had a bit of a bad go, but he still dickeyed away and, and pitched a bunch of innings. As he will do, yeah. That's, that's what you pay him for, and... Uh, Strowman had a rough line in his second start because of the grand slam that Jesse Chavez allowed, which made his line look bad, but, uh, you can't really complain if this, for this team, you can't complain about the starting pitch. Not even close
1: to complaining, yeah, no, it's been terrific. Sanchez has, you know, faced lefties against the Yankees here, like, faced actual, like, switch hitters and big league lefties and and Mm -hmm. passed that test, I think, very well, uh, as we saw from John Lott in his piece uh, this week that he wrote at BlueJaysNation.com. To, pl- to plug that, uh, you know, Sanchez wasn't particularly happy with himself, uh, which is fine. But, uh, no, he was good. He doesn't need to beat himself
0: up over that kind of start against the Yankees. Who did that. he... Was it uh, Brian McCann hit a home run off of him?
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was
0: McCann hit, hit that home run. share got um, the other guy. story, Yeah. That's right. But yeah, I mean tonight tonight is exact for example, uh Thursday night, Strowman pitched eight innings. The Yankees seemed like they helped him out. He had some really, really efficient innings, five yeah, pitch inning here and a yeah. six pitch inning there or whatever, but uh, looking really good. Again, the strikeouts aren't huge for Strowman. Like he only had three or four tonight, but that soft contact and this is sort of um uh, at the I mentioned it earlier at the opening day thing I uh, the Firkin on King when I was uh, Dave Cameron and I did yeah, the Apparently, Q&A. there was a QA. <laughs> uh, I, I did not know that uh, until we really were sitting on that. these stools holding a microphone. <laughs> but Dave mentioned something and he's basically said, you know, within three or four years, batting average on balls in play will be gone. Right? It's going to go away. And there's always, you know, concerns about Babip and what's sustainable and how, you know, you see it sort of settle in at a right. pretty standard number. But with the ability to measure exit velocity, yeah, it's, all go uh, it's going to go away, and you're going to have a much more advanced model, or a much stronger sense of for the the players for whom weak contact is a real thing. Right. It's, not, it's not going to be every time, it's not something they can command every pitch, but Stroman's, in a way, that kind of guy. He's get He gets hitters to beat the ball into the ground against a very good infield defense, so... I mean, you love everyone. Loves strikeouts. The league, the game, loves strikeouts. There were, you know, Vincent Velasquez struck out 16 guys today, and Jaime Garcia struck out 12 or 13. Like, the game is very strikeout heavy, but it's not the only way to live. Right. I think the again these little stupid Royals, like they don't have a dominant strikeout guy in their rotation. They won the fucking World Series. Mm, technically, they have dominant strikeout <laughs> guys in the bullpen, but uh, they do. But yeah, I mean, other than. There's nothing really to complain about. J. hap has been kind of what I thought Jay hap was going. Hope maybe hoped, yeah, hoped and thought Jay hap was going to be. He's not. Uh, I think he was fine uh, Wednesday. Didn't seem like he got hit hard. He had, they kind of grouped some bloopers, loops, and little bleeders over the shortstop's head and yeah, and I was I, in infields and stuff.
1: I was there and drinking, so you know it was hard to. <laughs> it's hard to pick up things sometimes that way. And yeah, yeah. I was surprised seeing afterwards, you know, the number of, of walks and hits that, uh, that he gave up because yeah, it felt like, you know, it wasn't getting out of control on him. It didn't feel like people were hitting him hard at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's nothing but good. It's like, and it's like, I wrote about this a bit in tonight's game threat. Uh, you know, the, It's like the most important thing that's going right. You know, it's like you couldn't find something more important to this Blue Jays season, I think, than having starting pitching go well. Uh, Because you know the other stuff. It wasn't like, you know, Batista and Donaldson weren't questions. Starting pitching certainly was. And so the fact that it's been Mm -hmm. so good, uh, should be talking about it a lot. A lot more than pissing and moaning like we're about to do. Well, (laughs) I think the biggest thing when the the
0: starting pitching is going well, it makes up for a lot of other... You know, you could cover up other shortcomings. Sure, yeah. You can. You have a hope of winning a close game if the offense is bad, yeah. up save... When, when the offense is bad and your team has so many world-class hitters on it, you can get away with half of them scuffling mm-hmm. because John, D- Josh Johnson can wander up and hit a three-run home run in, a, in an important spot, and then when your starting pitching has been strong, you're good to go. Yeah. But when you are... When your starting pitching is bad... It makes it, it, you have put that much more pressure on the other parts of the game, right? Like you, you know, right? Like some of the games that the Jays lost where the, the bullpen has given it away. And it's, okay, well, everything else is kind of fit together and so much variance and so much what's going on with this guy. Brett Cecil can be a bit of a slow starter or Drew Storen is a tire fire, whatever it might be. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can hopefully fix those things a lot easier than you can. Because if Jay Happ comes out and sucks, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, you sure hope that Scott Diamond is going to be able to pick it up or Drew Hutchison making a making
1: himself feel right at home there in Buffalo. <laughs> it's <been> good.
0: we <laughs> had a long stay. <laughs> but uh but yeah, no, it's 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 nice to see a guy like Hap who is throws hard, uh not be afraid of the strike zone and not nibble and you know, don't be afraid to hump that 94 in there somewhere where it matters.
1: Yeah, and I mean that was, you know, seeing him up close, uh that was definitely <laughs> striking as well, mm-hmm. you know, yesterday see, you know, just thinking about how long he used to take between pitches and how he used to nibble more mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, it seems like he's been searaged into into something quite a lot more enjoyable to watch in addition to whatever, you know, the results are happening
0: It's it's so, I mean, it's the kind of thing that we've you and I have probably shit on for years and years into people talking about confidence or talking about, but there are, those things are not independent of one another sure yeah uh there's a connection between the ability to trust your stuff and go out and and feel like you can throw strikes and you don't have to worry about making a mistake like it's going to get pounded into the into you know the seats if a you are confident and b you're throwing a more effective you know i think getting away j-hap away from the idea don't you know everything's got to be a ground ball because ground balls are great Ground balls that get hit in the air tend to go over the fence. You know, sinkers that <laughs> right. go up, go in the air, go over the fence. Yeah. Um, you know what we're going to do? We're going to keep going. We're going <laughs> to keep right. going. So, as I mentioned before, we have the Birds <laughs> All Day Facebook page, and I kind of put it out there. This is this is us transitioning into the negative part about the, uh, the woes. So, I said, what aspect of the Jays' early season wobble? That's all there. It's more of a wobble. Yeah. Again, the expectations were so high, and they stormed through the league with such an alarming, you know, marauding sense at the end of last season. So having the team wobble a little bit out of the gate is disconcerting. So I asked... The, it, it
1: was. The wobble the the was over. over. The wobble's Two out of over. three
0: against the shitbag Yankees? Forget it. So anyway, that was the the point the question that went out on the Birds All Day Facebook page. And uh, we got some responses. We had some, some talk. There was some banter. Oh, good. Uh... So the first uh, the first question comes from Andrew Zach, who wonders: Should my pants be soaked in woe begotten nine games, uh, soaked in nine games in piss, or one hundred level dude-bro brawl and piss beer? <laughs> uh, there was a good yeah. There, there was a crazy fight in the one hundred level this year, yeah, this week, yeah, crazy. Yeah. I almost uh, posted about it, but that I, that's content, yeah. my friend. You're yeah, missing I out. I know, uh, Andrew. I don't think that and there needs to be any piss anywhere, basically.
1: Too early for piss. Way too early for piss. Now, if they'd lost tonight against the Yankees, which as we're as we're writing as we're speaking, the uh, mm-hmm. the game has ended, so we know that it is a win for the Blue Jays. Uh, had they lost, maybe get out your uh, get out your bird and start pissing everywhere. Well,
0: I did. In, in, not like Andrew's weird and in, into piss or anything. Not, not that that's weird. As if that's what Andrew does. That's what Andrew does. Uh, I brought forth the soaked jeans comment. Right. So it wasn't just out of nowhere that right. all the piss talk came. Uh. Your boy, our friend, Chris Supa, he wants to know, um, he says it's early regarding pretty much every aspect of the season, except uh, Kevin Pilar at the uh, leadoff. Um, it could be, it is, that he's, in uh, Chris's words, he isn't capable of getting on base enough for the rest of the line, to get the rest of the lineup going, uh, and that goes for the second and third time around the order. Uh, can't say I'm encouraged by what I've seen so far, in terms of Kevin Pillar, Lead off hitter.
1: Kevin Pillar is a bad offensive player. Yeah, I don't is. know why people thought that it would be any other way. Uh, you know, Given said today, which I rolled my eyes at, uh, on you know, technologically on the Twitter, and also oh. and also literally. Yeah, Given said, you know, they'd be crazy to walk him with the guys behind him. So I don't care that he's not getting walks, uh, which is good because uh, because Kevin Pillar's is not going to get walks. He's not going to suddenly become this guy. I, I mean, that was sort of like. The, what animated a lot of people's excitement about him, you know, when we were talking about this over spring training, uh, this idea of having him lead off, it seemed to me people are, uh, he'll just he'll take a few more walks, you know, why can't he get better? He's gonna be, he's getting, you know, he's gonna have more time at the sh- in the show, recognizing those pitches, why isn't he gonna? It's like it doesn't happen that way. He's <laughs> he's he is what he is, uh, which is it was not without value, as you know, obvious on the defensive side, but. You know, the Gibbons, uh, Gibbons, I think, has made an okay. Like, it was, there's not an ideal candidate uh, to lead off for this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he, I, I wouldn't have done it, but Gibbons putting him there uh, at least gives the Blue Jays a, a guy who can, you know, score, you know, score on a double if he's on first base.
0: He's a good base runner. Yeah, he's the he only does. real stolen base threat they have. Yeah,
1: and you don't, I mean, you don't want him to steal, you know, run into outs uh, mm-hmm. with those guys up that are behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh but you could still make use of his speed there. It's good to have a guy with some speed at the top of the lineup like mm. that, and you know if there is however much there is to the idea that they're not you know they're not gonna walk him because of the guys who are behind him whatever you know you know we know we know that protection is a myth. I don't know where the, I haven't like looked into this since two thousand seven probably mm. but, but like we know that protection is a myth, but there are things that sort of change I think about the way that people you know the pitchers handle certain batters, I believe. Uh, based on who's behind them. You know, I think, what, what is it? It's like, it's like your walks might go up, but you're, I, I don't know. But your Maybe your walks go down your power goes up. Yeah. Well, I mean, because
0: th- if you think about it in a way that kind of get away from this stat or that stat, think about it in more of just pure logical terms. I'm so worried about you reaching base that I'm going to throw you easier pitches to hit rather than allowing you to walk. I don't necessarily buy that yeah, idea. Yeah. Um, I will say this about Kevin Pilar as leadoff hitter. Uh, I don't necessarily care about walks in and the of themselves. Right. Uh, walks are a byproduct of a good approach to the plate, good plate discipline, and an ability to basically discern between a ball and a strike. You don't have to walk to be a great offensive player. If you were looking at on base, and if, it's, if you're saying, I want to have a guy with a high OBP, a guy who gets on base a lot, I don't care how. Right? Ichiro was a great right. leadoff hitter for years and years and years. He didn't walk. It's because he hit every fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. Right? There's, he got 240 hits. the 263 hits the one year. 200 hits a season every year. If Kevin Pillar can do that, then I don't care if he doesn't walk. The challenge is, of course, that he cannot. Right. Exactly. Because so very few people can. Exactly. So instead you're left with a player who is a, a, the same guy he's always been. Uh, a guy whose bat did carry him through the minor leagues. But the difference between the minor leagues and the big leagues is enormous. He's a guy who's maybe a league average hitter. Maybe. Like last year. <laughs> but that's probably not who he will continue to be. So instead you're left with a less than desirable leadoff hitter. Getting tons of at-bats ahead of the best two hitters on their team. Yeah. The flip side of it is, uh, is, of course, that there is not anybody to do that job. There really really isn't. Yeah. On the radio broadcast tonight, I'm not on my way over here. They said, uh, you know, people have mentioned Troy Tilwitzki as, uh, as a candidate. Uh, he's, of course, been scuffling. So someone said, well, maybe you move up there to get him, you know, just kind of get him going. Well, if he's not he's not comfortable there, that's kind of been made clear. Yeah. So if you like you're doing bad, we're going to make you less comfortable. We're going to put you in a position where you are perhaps less likely to to succeed. I don't know. You move everybody up. You let Donaldson do it. Sure, fine, whatever. I don't know. It's it's something that is, uh, it has, it was, it was suboptimal from the start, but not as big a deal as it's been portrayed. Then the team goes through a week where they don't really score any runs suddenly it becomes a bigger deal right. than it is. Uh, so, in, in conclusion, I don't know. <laughs> Basically. Chris, yeah, uh, Chris Uba, great guy. Who used to work with him. He yeah. used to take some beautiful photos That's that you would yeah. see on uh, the old uh, Drunk Chase fans and uh, getting blanked as well. Uh, the next question comes from Chris, Chris uh, Juniper. He says, hypothetically, so this is kind of getting into some of the things we were going to talk about after. How should he of offensive numbers, can Tulo produce a season and still be considered an elite shortstop based on his defensive ability? Uh, this is not a pleasant thing to talk about. Not a pleasant thing.
1: You're, I thought you were banging this drum. I thought this was, thought this was your thing. It
0: is. <laughs> the the question what, is...
1: Whenever you want to write about it, go for it.
0: I'm waiting. <laughs> okay. I am waiting because you don't believe anything you see in April and September. So, I... Troy Tulowitzki struggles. I am still right now reserving comment... Outwardly, my DMs are scandalous. The things that I've DMed, <laughs> uh, scandalous
1: with positivity, I'm sure. Yes, yes. Like
0: <laughs> this is the one, friends. Um, yeah, I am willing. Uh, Arden Swelling wrote about it sort of this week. Well, you wrote about it, but uh, about Tulo's to, to struggles at the plate and how he's working. I am still willing to chalk it up to t- a timing thing. He cha- He added the leg. The, the the, yeah, the little leg
1: kick. The leg and kick, had and then he went away from it. has gone back. Yeah,
0: he went back to the toe tap basically in the first week of the season. He was yeah. like, "Well, this isn't working for me." Back to the toe tap. Uh, so I'm going to reserve comment and hope that it's a timing thing that will work itself out because that's that's the game, right? That's that's baseball is weird little timing things when they go awry. If there's nothing mechanically or physically wrong with you, you know, you'll sort it out when you it is, are a greater.
1: It is in a lot of ways the difference, yeah, between. Jose Batista Jose Batista and Jose Batista who was a uh, you know, passed five, around every, four yeah. or four, four, five different yeah. teams.
0: Yeah. So the other side of that is about uh Tulo's defense has been so good that you are indeed per- perhaps talking about an elite shortstop in the league because he is so good defensively. He looks good defensively, he hasn't I don't yeah. I can't think of very many in misplays plays or, or or balls that pass the diving Jeter kind of balls. Not
1: what, um, yeah. But that said, it's a bit of it's a bit of night and day from uh, from the fellow who was here that preceded him.
0: Yep, uh, a couple of years ago, maybe you would, maybe two years ago, even in the American League, that if you could even be league average and a good defensive up, yeah. you're fine. Yeah. With, with Carlos Correa, with uh, Francisco Lindor, with. Uh, Zach Bogart sort of settling in at the plate. Uh, it's those, a bit of a different those situation. Guys are pretty good, yeah. Those guys are pretty good, yeah. Uh, Manny Machado started at a shortstop last week, which almost makes me want to count him. <laughs> but um, yeah, the position is a bit is is in a bit of a better place uh, league wide. You know, with Corey yeah. Seager in the National yeah. League, Trevor Story, some kid <laughs> shortstop out of Colorado. Never heard of that, but um, yeah. so elite maybe is pushing in if he can't hit or if he's not.
1: Uh, above league uh, average above league hitter. Average hitter. yeah.
0: But again, I'm going to hold off on my the. I will take less joy out of writing this post. Hopefully that I, I hope that I that out of that anything, which is to say <laughs> that I hope I never have to even do it. Uh, we got another question about. Uh, I just want
1: to see the scandalous DMs one day.
0: That's all. Oh man, people, no. <laughs> the scandalous DMs aren't so bad. Uh, Joanna. Joanna Humminchuk. Oh, there you go. Oh, she okay. wants to know uh, what I want. Is Donaldson leading off? The conversation kind of turned to leading off. Right. Someone said Pilar is the thing that's soaking my jeans. Uh, I want Donaldson leading off. Why can't I have that? Uh, you can maybe have that. It's. Uh, I,
1: I, I don't want you to have that. I very much don't want you to have that.
0: I want him to hit when there's people on base. That's the thing.
1: Yeah. The leadoff hitter is... Guaranteed to have one plate appearance every game where there is nobody on base, mm-hmm. uh, like and then the- also, and then also, he has the number nine hitter coming up in front of him as well. So the, and, so yeah, it just seems like too many mm-hmm. opportunities. I think, it, I think the number is thirty six percent. i may be misquoting it, but I read when, in talking about this debate over the start, you know, over the course of spring. I think the leadoff position sees, you know, comes to the plate with no runners on base. 36% of the time, less than the next lowest, the number. The next yeah, lowest position in the order. Uh, so yeah, when you got a guy who can hit 40 home runs, you probably don't want to put him there. You probably don't even want to put a guy like Tulo there,
0: I think. Unless you're the Angels, <laughs> and your <laughs> offense is so unbelievably bad, well, that having Mike Trout hit second, or third, like they do, is a waste. Because he literally comes up every time with nobody on base. There's no one to hit in front of them.
1: <laughs> the Angels I know it won't take long to get you started on this, but yeah, the Angels are amazing in It is and Wow, they're
0: just wasting those years ahead. It's shocking. <laughs> the state Speaking of that, scandalous. The like, state of that fuck. team right now is shocking. They have the best player in the world and they are a disgrace. <laughs>
1: They just got yeah they got this huge free windfall they they Not free but they got this enormous windfall
0: literally money for like the best player in the world for nothing yeah they're paying so much money for Josh Josh Hamilton to sit <laughs> at home in Texas while Rangers middle management guys run up on him with bats trying to break his knee so he doesn't come back uh, and Pujols who is like a useful guy yeah but also not, you know, like... I'd rather sport. have
1: Fools than say Justin Smoke and Chris Colabello, but... Uh... Even though he kind
0: of is Justin <laughs> Smoke.
1: <laughs> a little bit at this point.
0: Uh, it's, just, it's a shame, but uh, but anyway, uh, we'll keep mo- moving. Uh, Scott Douglas, he just said my jeans are currently soaked to dry them for me using rational thinking. Uh, Scott Douglas, thank you. He, he mentions he's a Patreon supporter from day one, which is awesome. Oh, beauty. Uh, hero. The team's pretty good, Scott. The team is very good, even if it takes if it's a month of Donaldson and Bautista carrying the team, a lot of teams don't have that. Yeah. they don't have two amazing, like two of the <laughs> top 10 hitters in the American League just hanging out on a team with tremendous defense and uh, uh, let's conservatively say, serviceable starting pitching. Yeah, that's more than enough. In a season that's 162 games. Case long.
1: in point: teams that don't have that, the 2017 Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> <laughs> um, you'll get, to, you'll see very quickly how how much one guy can really make a difference and carry it for a long time. And they probably have three top ten
0: American League hitters. Uh, there's people. So uh, Michael Kerrigan wants to know about. Um, uh, he's he said it's okay. Entire offense seems to be coming for two or three players again, which is fine. It's a long season. That's the, t- way it, that's the way it that's goes, That's kind of the right? way it goes, yeah. right? I mean, not everyone is. You, when you have those two guys, I, I think we have to remember this. And we don't talk about guys like Donaldson, guys like Bautista, guys like Encarnacion. Encarnacion is a little different because he is so streaky where he'll have like a, right? you know, oh, he had a 200-weighted <laughs> runs created plus for the entire second half, even though he went like 0 for May sort of thing. That's <laughs> right. how it feels with Encarnacion. But guys like Bautista and Donaldson that are just so good all the time, it's not—it's not normal. It's It's not—it's very not not normal. It's not normal, and it's something we easy to take for granted. So in fact, we should be. Happy, yeah. That the offense is being carried by two guys because otherwise they'd be they'd be worse it's, without them.
1: Yeah, it's like you think of the Carlos Delgado years, and you are like, we have two Carlos Delgados,
0: basically. Yeah. Like two Carlos Delgado, uh, and like that, the Vernon Wells that would show up like, yeah. so often, like pokaroo like, yeah. oh hey
1: guys, I am really good now. Oh. They actually at the ballpark last night. They did like some legit trivia, uh, which was like it, it was like you put, you know you, somebody had to pick the year between two thousand one and two thousand four, one of those four years. And you know they had like TV shows and stuff that came out, uh, and then the Jays related one was uh, Vernon Wells set a club record for hits, and it, it was some. It was it was not easy trivia. It was not, it, and I was, was like
0: two thousand and three. It was three. Yeah, I he was good between two and three. Two thousand and six, and then he, he had one more. <laughs> two thousand and nine. He was really good. He
1: had one. Didn't he have one like after the contract? Like the contract didn't look
0: well because the contract. Until, yeah, yeah, like, yeah.
1: A little bit later.
0: Yeah. Remember when he led the team with 20 home runs and he <laughs> hit it on like the last day of the year? Jesus. Uh don't have to worry about that anymore. The bullpen, uh, Michael's concern is a little bit about the bullpen, okay. bullpen leads, which is uh, very frustrating. When you see a very good pitcher like Brett Cecil who's not who's not pitching to his ability. Brett Cecil is one of the the guys who suffers from optics more than almost anybody I can think of. When there's
1: if that's so those those squints, it's those glasses.
0: Well, and We've talked about this many, many times over the years, that whatever you do on opening day kind of becomes the player that you are in a lot of fans' minds. So if you're great on opening day, that's well, he that's that seems to stick. Right? If right. you if you when you when you play well, when everybody's watching, that's what people remember. So Cecil always seems to be bad in April. He's battling injury or whatever. So like last year he was remember he was the closer and then he was garbage. Yeah. Right? Yeah,
1: exactly. He and had, then he had the terrible week. Stacy made run about
0: that. And week. they didn't give up a run yeah, for like was 4 incredible. months. Yeah. incredible. But I don't remember I didn't realize that cuz it just kind of sneaks up and you look up at the end of the season and it's like, "Oh yeah, Brett Cecil strikes out 13 guys per 9 innings and and doesn't give up runs ever." Uh, but that's not happening yet. So you can be a little bit worried, but it would be nice if there was another we'll uh, get more reliable it's a luxury to have not everyone has a Adele yes. right? Yeah. not everyone has Batances and Miller and whoever else the Yankees seem to just, just do what the Yankees do draft the tallest guy you can find <laughs> are you tall you these are 95 and are up you're in and then we'll do one more of these uh, from Uli he wants to know about the fire Goblins. people that there's already in his world people calling for Gibby's head yikes have you seen that have you heard any of that
1: No, I don't. I I hope not. Seriously, I I know people have joked about it. People have people have asked me on the Twitter, you Mm -hmm. know, when uh, you know when when does when does Given start looking over his shoulder? And I'm like, when? Shut the fuck up
0: already! It's like for who? Eric Wedge is not gonna manage the team (laughs) ever.
1: No, you're not feeling wedgy. No. Um... Yeah, no, I don't know, but it, it was just like, well, and the when I pushed back, the answer was, well, if they continue to be a sub five hundred team, how long does he have? I'm like, well, why are we even thinking about that possibility? It's not, that's not happening. This is not a sub five hundred. This, I think, it's Let's also relax. important to
0: remember, kind of like in the in the in the Cedo years, the, the team, a team that is so offensively strong, uh, manages itself, right. He yeah Like were you gonna kill him For not having a better leadoff hitter He, he didn't draft the team <laughs> He didn't sign He didn't trade Ben Revere away For Drew fucking Storin. Not like it matters It certainly doesn't But You know He just writes the lineup it's He writes the same lineup every day he, What are you gonna call for guys to bunt You know you want you Goins go to bunt Cause can't hit, cause can't hit anyway <laughs> No it's bullshit I don't know It's if he gets fired, I'm sure they'll fire somebody else. But if he gets fired, it's because the players that they count on to be good are bad.
1: It's because it's because somebody in Cleveland became available. And Mark Spiro just had to have him.
0: Him, obviously. Yeah, white him. White him, yeah. <laughs> we're going to take a break. <laughs> we're going to come right back. We're going to talk about, uh, after all this sunshine and uplift, <laughs> we're going to talk about the negative things, which we'll find positives in them. Okay. Uh, on this edition of Birds All Day. Welcome back to Birds All Day. So, the positivity was before. Now we're going to talk about the things that there is future positivity, <laughs> not That's present, not necessarily kind of, present po- yeah. positivity. Oh, the first one, Troy Tulowitzki, we did talk about a little bit. I, I'm more than willing to give Troy Tulowitzki the benefit of the, of the doubt uh, because uh, he is in fact Troy Tulowitzki. He's really good, and has been for a long time. Yeah. And it wasn't
1: so much good last year, which is maybe why people are concerned.
0: He had a home run today. There you go. Second of the year on a splitter that didn't split. Just kind of sat there like an 89 mile an hour fastball by <laughs> high on the inside half. Which is to say, if you missed that one, you just go on home to the old ranch there, Troy. But uh, hey, you know, home, always runs are home looking, runs. Always looking for the, the positive you are. Positive. Well done. Uh, and again, he remains an extremely very good, excellent, world-leading, hilarious, uh, not-white, as I mentioned last week, shortstop. So, whatever. Reserve judgment, publicly, on Troy Tulowitzki. Okay. Uh, I really want him to get better, uh, just so that I can buy a Troy Tulewitzki jersey.
1: <laughs> I think that's a, as good a reason as any.
0: I can't be running around with a shul- like with a replacement level. Scumbag Jersey, unless it's like this Branded League or something on the back. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you concerned about Russell Martin?
1: Eh, I think he started slow last year. Someone reminded me today. Yeah, I think so. Um, catchers don't age well, is the thing about catchers. Sometimes they just become trash.
0: As hitters, uh, yes. This is 100% true.
1: He, You know, he is still obviously a very valuable Piece of the team. His not unlike Troy and whatnot, his catching and whatnot. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a little concerned, I guess. Except I, I guess my expectations are not super high. You know, if he does what he did last year again, mm-hmm. that would be good. Well, I mean, even though I would like to think that he could do better because he was banged up last year. You know, I, I, I'd like to think that, you know, in a couple months we'll be... Laughing at the thought of being... Even a little, if he a just kind of, of becomes a,
0: a slowly aging and slightly exaggerated version of the guy that he sort of low-key was last year, which is he's a guy that kind of cheats on fastballs and hits the ball out of the ballpark and doesn't do
1: too much else. Yeah. Can take right? some walks a
0: little Did, bit. Take some walks, but, but not, he's not... I don't think he's known to be really great against off-speed stuff. Uh, so if you throw him a fastball, it's kind of at your peril. And... If he, that that's a kind of a not unfamiliar catcher profile, like the make a lot of outs, hit a bunch of home runs, sort of the Rob Barajas, if you are a Blue Jays fan from earlier this decade, <laughs> uh, you'll remember Barajas. Or, or just
1: a fan of baseball in He was the he was the man who was behind the plate when Randy Johnson killed the seagull. Barajas or, killed the dove
0: or whatever. Uh, Rob Barajas, uh, actually great, truly great. All kinds of time for him. Yeah, yeah. hilarious guy. I think I
1: I think he was a a DJF reader at some point. Robert, I was
0: told that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I got. Hooray! Back
1: when back back when I used to produce content, (laughs) never heard of it. Never heard
0: of it. Uh, So yeah, if if that's who he becomes, while remaining a uh, team leader, this is grim. defensive sketching. No, I'm fine with that. (laughs) I don't give a shit how much money he makes. he's He's already. you know the money's no. Gone. That's yeah. That's true. And I don't think that's. Un, I don't think it's invaluable.
1: I would pay. I'd give him. I'd give him an extra year just because of last
0: year's playoffs. There you go. He's Russell Martin. He just shows up in the playoffs. Now, we talk about Pilar. We won't talk about Pilar too much more because again, no. not much else to say. Callabella, Chris Callabella. Well, if you want to get real about concerns, yeah, I don't think they're just concerns. I think it's more about just a reality that. He had a nice year last year. Obviously, there was a very significant uh, luck or good fortune component to it. Yeah, Uh, I think it's also very possible that the former indie league guy has been figured out by big league pitching.
1: That does tend to seem like a thing that could be possible. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm just I'm looking it up. I forget what uh, I forget where where his like. There was a point in the season where, like, it's like, okay, his BABIP is crazy. It's crazy. It has to have peaked, and it, like, he finished the. I think he finished the year with a four eleven BABIP. Don't like that four eleven. Yeah, it 7. just it I remember wanting to look back. I think sometime during the offseason was writing something about him, and was like, okay, yeah, he had that crazy BABIP at first, but when when it dissipated, let's look at what he was like, you know, on the back end. Oh wait, it didn't go away. He just kept <laughs> getting hits. And you know he can't take those hits back. God love him, but I, yeah, I'm a little concerned that. Uh, well, I think it's that a, this is what he is. I'm worried because not as bad as he's been. You know, he's sub replacement now and can't you know can't make contact and striking out forty percent of the time. It's
0: that. Yeah. It's he is a guy that last year survived on that crazy. Batting average on balls in play, with a very high strikeout rate. Now the strikeout rate again very early, not necessarily indicative of his true talent level, but his he's striking out even more. He
1: didn't strike out today, and uh, mm-hmm. by his Fangraphs page, his strikeout rate is now thirty percent. whereas heading into the game before these four plate appearances was thirty-seven and a half, very, which also goes high. to show that very high. Also goes to show wild fluctuations like that. It's, uh, uh, it's you know—it's not based on a whole lot just yet. Uh, but that's what—that's one of the things that stabilize early. And then also not even just looking at it from the stat point of view. Looking at it from what we see from him and what he was last year. Uh, yeah, this guy's going to strike out a fucking whole lot.
0: He's going to strike out a whole lot. He hit for power last year, which is nice. Obviously not, not hitting for anything right now. Yeah. Uh, I am of the mind that I am probably ready to... Not ready. Not yet.
1: But when... Declare him International League MVP?
0: I don't think that it's going to take a lot to cut bait from him with him.
1: I unfortunately tend to agree, yeah.
0: Uh, again, he had so much going his way last year. You know, hitting the ball in the air, having it go over the fence. Blake Murphy, our friend, your friend of mine, indeed, uh, wrote a... He had a nice profile of... of, uh, uh, of Colabello. It's up on Fangraphs. He went and spoke with him uh, at length, and uh, he's got some cool stuff, yeah. and it's uh, it's crazy what it was <laughs> last year, so, it, not, and you not, know
1: what, and, and if they did cut beta on him, you know, the four slash three first base DH types that they're carrying, I'm counting Batista as one as a joke, because, <laughs> kind of, jokes and comedy, here we come funny because it's true uh but yeah there there may be too many first base dh types on this team mm-hmm. uh, it might be nice to see i mean but i mean that's just sort of how their roster is built at this point i guess mm-hmm. you know there's, it, it's not like there's a guy who's going to give you defensive versatility and uh be a half decent hitter there's no there's no danny valencia just going to materialize <laughs>
0: No, still not an outfielder, no matter how hard <laughs> you want that to happen. True. It is very true. Uh, but yeah, I think that it's it's easy to say like, oh, he's going to regress. He regressed, which uh, no, I don't know that it's a matter of regression as much as just kind of a little, be, a little bit, you know, playing above his head. And now his head is, is uh, has been revealed in its true position. Right. Which is maybe quad A. Yeah,
1: tend to tend to think that. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong,
0: Chris. Come on. Go ahead, and that's that's the whole uh, the whole his whole main quote. I uh, really the last line, the kicker in in Blake's story. I and I just really like proving people wrong. There you go. Uh, please do. Don't don't be afraid. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see. Again, it's not like a guy like Calabello who is diff, would be difficult to replace, frankly. But he he meant a lot last season, so I understand there's going to be a lot of emotional attachment to him. But if he was a if he was a JP er and CBN spoke out of turn, said the wrong things, we he people would be running him out of town right now because he's bad.
1: Yeah, that's that's definitely true.
0: And speaking of bad, Drew Storen's kind of bad. <laughs> Uh, I don't think he's as bad as he as he is in my mind, right? But it's pretty. I close. think he's pretty bad in your mind. But yeah, he's not good. He was nicely came in last night in the eighth inning, which was not pleasurable. Mm-hmm. And nope. then he probably gave up a home run to Mark Teixeira yep. off the foul pole, so it wasn't like it was crushed in the upper deck. But it was no doubt it was going out. It was yeah. Fair. I, it
1: was yeah. If it was fair, it was out for sure.
0: But uh it was just, clear. his velocity is way down.
1: That's an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he might be bad. Uh, and that could be a problem because a, I think they're probably going to let him be bad for a while because he's got the reputation. He's got the pedigree. Uh, and also because they don't have anybody else really, except they do have Brett Cecil. Um, it just sort it shortens the bullpen a little bit. Uh, to have a guy who's bad. But he's not, even, I mean, it's not like he's unpitchable. He he's, he did well in Washington doing what, what you know, for years before the Papelbon thing, doing what we would hope to see out of him, which is just come in, pitch clean inning, and and try to get through it unscathed. And, you know, more often, far more often than not, he could do that. Uh, the velocity thing's a bit of a concern. Like, I looked at his Fangraphs page the other day, and it was like, like two of the three... Lowest velocity games of the last two years were his
0: first two appearances of this year.
1: Like, yeah, he it's it's down, it's down,
0: it's down, and that's concerning because it's if he's not throwing hard, it's not like it's going to keep people off his his uh, slider, curveball, right. whatever it is. Because it moves a lot. That pitch is like bananas. But why would you even bother with it if you know that you're going to get a fastball that you can definitely handle? Is my question. Yeah, uh, which is an easy question to ask, when you're not standing in there. But uh, anyway, I'm worried about. I'm not worried about Drew Storen. I'm just worried about the man, managing Drew Storin. It would be nice if there was somebody yeah. that could come and maybe take his job and kind of save, give you the trouble of having to shoehorn shoehorn him into the eighth inning. Well, Especially if Drew Hutchison
1: keeps pitching like this in Buffalo. Might have to just bump Sanchez to the back into the bullpen.
0: Oh my dear God! <laughs> I'd rather use Drew Hutchison. <laughs>
1: fun uh, fun fact fun fact by the way uh, while we're while we're here um, Drew Hutcherson 138.1 big league innings or 138 and a third big league innings mm-hmm. uh, his baseball reference his ba- base, don't look at don't look at the stupid fan graphs one <laughs> his baseball reference war over that amount of time uh, 3.6 wins 3.6 wins some guy pitches for the Mets uh, Noah Syndergaard may have heard of him. 2.8 wins. Sanchez is still ahead of him. And Syndergaard, 163 innings. Even more innings. So I think we know who the right one to keep was. Definitely not <laughs> definitely
0: not the guy that throws 100 miles an hour. Uh,
1: <laughs> who is like, every time he's on the mound is an event.
0: Literally an event. <laughs> yeah. Like, holy shit, what's he going to do? Oh, he's going to throw the ball through Travis Darno. <laughs> anyway. Uh, last one. This is a, one that I... We sh- we, I think we're going to talk about this because people have been talking about it. Is Of course, the... Uh, what was his job? Senior Vice President of Business yeah. Operations? Yeah. Business?
1: Yeah, Senior VP of Business Operations.
0: Uh, Stephen like? Brooks? Stephen Brooks. Uh, left the Blue Jays. Much to the chagrin of people who like information. Which is, he was uh, adept at providing on Twitter. Updates on the field improvements, updates on lots of little things. Yeah. All during the year. Yeah. And now he's gone. People are mad. Yeah. People are mad because of the service that he provided them, which is not an indicative of his actual job. Because if you think that you are the senior vice president of anything, and your job is to fucking tweet inane updates on the status of the roof... <laughs> That's not your job. He probably made a hell of a lot more than the entire social media team did. But that, but people were mad because that service that he provided, which they have then associated, they made there was a connection yeah, between them and, an interaction, and he. Yeah. People are mad. They're mad at the team. They're mad at Mark Shapiro, who is like cannot win for losing.
1: Well, I mean, for one, yeah, I, I not to, just to play devil's advocate, he did bring they brought in a Cleveland guy, which is only going to add to people's being mad about it and, and you know he could win by not a cleveland white dude coming in maybe
0: mm-hmm. um <laughs> it would be okay if he's a canadian white dude
1: people it, brooks was canadian they're they're getting rid of canadians did you read bob elliott in the in the sun about it and you know the i think griff touched on it too i don't i didn't i skimmed that one so don't go don't quote me wrong but yeah people people uh
0: Davini had something on it as well. About,
1: about the Canadians, the Americanization of the of the front office. I mean, give me a fucking break on that. But but that is why people are going to get mad. Um, which is just completely silly, right? Like, I mean, they, and, and like you said, the I, I think it is mostly the Twitter interaction stuff. The Twitter people.
0: Mm-hmm. That's uh, valuable because
1: he, he was good, and but also what, what Mark Shapiro said. Uh, cause he mentioned the Twitter, the Twitterings and said, you know, that this, you shouldn't, the face of the team
0: shouldn't be this person. Shouldn't be the, the, <laughs> like the, the,
1: the, like some Rogers, executive. the moon faced
0: man baby who is a suit and <laughs> it's a meeting all the time. you know, I, it, I tease, he, he, he fall. I, after I had some things to say about this, I realized that he follows me on Twitter, <laughs> uh, which I'm, he I had too much to worry about. He I would think, I tweets. think you're probably fine. Uh,
1: but no, I mean, but I think Shapiro has a point, and this, you know, we talked about this before we went on in the air. Is that you know, the the what should just look at literally every modern business, every company. You don't you don't get an ex- executive doing that kind of tweeting. Mm-hmm. You get it's it's you know it's through the brand like the brand itself. If you're going to do something like that, you know, like that's what at Blue Jays should be doing.
0: But I think, and this is the point that. It speaks to, a, the value of 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 tweeting and the value of being able to get that information out to people in a way that they want. But it also speaks to a, like a, maybe a shortcoming on the other communication side of the business, right? The business of the Blue Jays, which in fact was the Stephen Brooks' job. Yeah, uh, like the because the actual if you are the kind of person that follows the actual Blue Jays account, you're out of your mind. <laughs> It's like this. I, it's just trash. I do trash. for
1: content. I do for content. But yes, you're right.
0: Which is to say, you're out of your mind.
1: <laughs> but no, Brooks. I mean, and and this is the thing. So people like you know, this is what you're saying about people getting upset about this, having no real idea of what his of what his job
0: actually is. Which I, I I I I did come out and say that. But I also, when you look at again the service that he provided, and the fact that, that now that information is gone, that that there is now that. Information or vacuum exists yeah. again because they're not going to get that kind of insight from the official account because it's it's not its job, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's,
1: hopefully they know now that that's mm-hmm. you know that that is something that people want and that is a service that can you know easily be provided. Yeah. Look but, at that.
0: The official account follows me too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but so and so, I mean, what you're saying about about. The lack of communication the way the fact that there wasn't a better channel for that or a more you know defined channel and way of handling those sorts of things than having the v p of business you know the fact that you're like you say that speaks to a failure of the business mm-hmm. uh, that probably goes more into the, the, the reasoning why he's not there when than, there's a
0: failing of the business <laughs> yeah is it you think the senior vice president of
1: Business operations. Well, and then also, <laughs> you know, minor leaguer from Bluebird Banter tweeted that uh, Shapiro did not care for the ticketing stuff at uh, the ticketing, uh, the pre dynamic pricing stuff that uh, that the J the Jays had done under Brooks. You know, they changed it to dynamic pricing this year. I spoke to somebody who figured that they probably left ten million dollars on the table because of just the way that that uh, demand for tickets ramped up last year. Uh, a lot of money that was being made on the secondary market, uh, you know, by the, you know, the scalpers, by the stub hubs, and all that, you know, that's money that could have gone to the Blue Jays had they had a more responsive uh, way of mm-hmm. dealing with tickets, you know, using the same method that now every team does, uh, which is, you know, not not ideal for consumers, except it kind of, I mean, if you're paying, if that many people are paying on the secondary market, it's kind of not a big, you know, not, not a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that's another, you know, that's another indicator. Of maybe what the thinking was that things aren't quite right on the business side, and should we be surprised that a company that uh, was led by Paul Beeston on the business on the business side uh, is not being viewed as these very modern corporate by these very modern uh suits who are coming in uh, as being a you know a modern real business? You know, I, I think we shouldn't be surprised that that's. Uh, how this has ended up, but I think we'll probably see more of it, right? Like, like these guys obviously are on a different level in terms of like modern business thinking and and ways that you apply that.
0: And and uh, you've said it before, and I agree with it, and more and more every day. And the reason that a guy like Shapiro would take this job was because he saw potential to make a positive change, to to remake the the uh, make, remake a club in his image. With resources. Yeah. because To get the fuck out of Cleveland. Well, that doesn't hurt, but (laughs) the the team does not lack for resources. But we, as fans, only ever think about it generally in payroll terms, but there's so many ways that they can use money and spend money to make the team work better to get more out of that money and get more out of the entire, whatever the entire Blue Jays infrastructure is. And if that's, if it means more revenue in the end because of different ideas, this is what it's good. This is how it's going to be. Yeah, I think so. It's, uh, so yeah, Yeah.
1: I I don't know. I, I like, I don't know that I like that particular, like, I don't know if I want the blue Jays to be a slick, Corporate entity that is, you know, because that's what the,
0: the world. I think the world needs more Wall yeah. Street soulless <laughs> yeah. ghouls doing sucking the life and joy out of everything yeah. to compartmentalize it and break it off, and that's the thing. Maximize it,
1: but. If the if if resources are the issue, and that's the path to getting better resources to make a better product on the field, mm-hmm. that's really what I am concerned about. That's really what Yankees fans are concerned about. So when they look at their gross slick, mm-hmm. you know, uh, corporate, very very corporate team, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's the price you pay for for having a great product on the field. If that's the if that's the solution, or if that's what comes of it, I am I am cool with that for
0: the most part. If you are a Red Sox fan, you saw. On a different level, very drastic changes to the business, very drastic changes to the way the team ran ran, but you also saw very drastic changes to uh, the way that the team succeeded as well. Yeah. if you don't want to believe that those two things are related, i that's fine. I have a hard time not believing that the those modernization efforts, those those injections of extra revenue, those abilities to prize the fan experience in a different yeah. way. Uh, certainly didn't certainly didn't ha- didn't hurt them. They're winning on the field as well. Yeah,
1: and it it seems sometimes like I don't know. Sometimes I roll my eyes at it, and it seems like they're speaking in this in this vernacular that's just for them, and it's you know straight out of the the echo chamber of this you know, corporate speak. Uh, so I mean, I'm not I'm not going to say whole I'm not going to wholesale accept this as as it's always gonna be the way it mm-hmm. should be and that they can't it can't be implemented really badly and, and you know, hand fistedly. Uh but yeah, I think and from what I've known from talking to people for, you know, the last several years about how the Blue Jays operate, it was an organization in need of modernization and I think that's where this is going. And and you know, Brooks seems like a really nice guy and uh and it it's too bad when anyone loses their job,
0: but uh I don't <laughs> And hopefully... a Roger a
1: Rogers executive I sort of have less sympathy for though than uh
0: and other people, hopefully, the team or the people who are in charge of communications or the social media or whatever, recognize the outcry or recognize the feeling that the people who did connect with Brooks had and they address it by providing a similar style of, of, of information that uh, there was an appetite for. It might be smaller than that of the big main account, but... People are still into it.
1: For sure. And not to not to keep dwelling on this. I know we're probably about to wrap up. We but are! <laughs> but no, but also uh, the guy that they've hired out of Cleveland, uh, which I know is the thing that bugs people. Shapiro, I believe, said that they were given a window. There was only certain guy, people that they could talk to in the front office. They were given a window in terms of how, you know, the amount of time that they could negotiate with them, talk to them, try to poach them, and then that was it. And so he acted. And, and as much as people don't like this whole reconstituting of Cleveland one, I think they don't understand how limited by the resources that team is. Mm-hmm. And so they look, Oh, it's a losing team. It's like, yeah, but it's, but it's a team that has been a breeding ground for executives all across the game. Really well respected, really well liked. Uh, there's a lot to like about what was there. And I, you know, I just, I don't understand this wanting to fault him for being like, Hey, I know this guy. Well, I know he's fucking great. Uh, we can work together. Mm-hmm. Let's bring them here, and we'll figure it out. You and know? how
0: many times you or who th- those who might be lamenting these things got a job the exact same way? <laughs> what was the last time you got a job by firing your resume off to some clown you never met, or, or, or through LinkedIn without some kind of someone else providing a handshake? It's the way the world works.
1: Yeah, I haven't really worked for ten years, so I don't, uh, I don't know much about that. You got a job? Yeah. It doesn't count. It's not a real job.
0: You still you get other jobs, got gigs. Oh, you yeah. part of the gig economy, you yeah, see? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah?
1: Yeah, that's what it is. I have
0: a gig. I'm one a day uh, one day, Stoughton will be your Uber driver. <laughs> All right, that's it. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, enjoy. I'm glad the Blue Jays, they played well. And they won two out of three from the Yankees. On the road they go, back to Boston and Baltimore, correct? That is correct. Uh, the Orioles apparently never lose. Fuck em. So they just,
1: they just blew one in Texas.
0: God damn it. I hate everything and everyone. All these trash bag teams. You can't hate Nomar. No, I, I like Nomar Mazar because I drafted <laughs> him like the 24th round or something. Selfish. So I'm selfishly yeah. enjoying yeah. And I love Chris Davis. He's such a freak. But anyway, thanks everyone for listening. We'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day.